Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi ve mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Tesliman kathiran kathiran. Fama ba'du. My brothers and sisters. We talked about two words that we translate incorrectly. And as a result of which we have attitude which cause problems for us. And I told you that those two words are Abd and Ayah. Today I want to talk to you about a third word. And that word is Ibadah. Ibadah in all its forms. And this word is usually translated and meant as the formal worship rituals only. So if you ask somebody what are the ibadat in Islam, he will say salah, uh, zakat, sawm, hajj, umrah, uh, prayer, fasting, zakat, uh, hajj and umrah. Um, and it is restricted to that. And in these ibadat, it's very interesting and important to understand this uh, principle. In these ibadat, when you are doing the ritual acts of worship, and if somebody tells you that, how do you pray Salatul Fajr? So you will say, we pray two rakat fard. Before that, we pray two rakat sunnah. The sunnah we pray silently. The fard we recite loudly, Suratul Fatiha and some other surah. And after that, we go into ruku and sujood and so on. And then at the end, we close, end with the shahud. All of this we do silently, right? So there's a two parts to, so there's, a, there's, a, there's a loud recitation part and there is a silent part. So if somebody asks you this question, okay, I understand, but why, why should you do it silently? I mean, why should you, how about if in, in Salatul Fajr, for example, if I'm reading, uh, I forget to recite Suratul Fatiha loudly. I'm reciting it, but I forgot. Maybe my mind is somewhere. And I recited Suratul Fatiha silently. I did not recite it loudly. Now what should I do? You will say you have to make Sajasahu. Because what was to be recited loudly, you recited silently. If you don't recite at all, Suratul Fatiha is a rukun, your salah is not valid. So we are not talking about that. You recited it. But instead of reciting it loudly, you recited it silently. So you must make sajda sahu to make up for the mistake. Right? Similarly, if I tell you that, okay, I did that. But now in tashahud, I'm sitting and I'm saying, Attahiyatulillahi was salawatu attahiyabha. I mean, loudly. Now what should I do? Same, same principle. What you were supposed to do silently, you were doing loudly. So you must make sajda sahu. Right? You go check with any mufti you want. This is the... Usul. Supposing I'm praying Salatul Zuhar and in Salatul Zuhar I recite Suratul Fatiha and so on loudly. Uh, if you're praying behind me, what will you say? You'll say Subhanallah. Yes or no? If I'm in Salatul Zuhar, if I'm reciting loudly, what will you, you will you say? Will you silently stand there? No, you will say Subhanallah. You start reciting with me. <laughs> you start reciting with me, right? So if I recite loudly in Surah Zuhar, then in, in Salat Zuhar, then I must make such a so. Now why am I saying this? Because 
this illustrates and this emphasizes one principle which is in ibadat we do what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did and we do it exactly the way he did without any change yes now what we have done is we have restricted the meaning of the word ibadah only to these formal ritual prayers my submission to you is that in islam ibadah is not restricted to this these are definitely this is this are ibadah i mean nobody will say salah is not ibadah it is ibadah but i want to for example i want to start a business what must i do how must i do it i am not talking about the business principles i mean okay i must have a uh, you know a balance sheet i must have a pnl account and so on i am not talk i am saying from a islamic perspective is there is there anything i need to think about from an islamic perspective or you must say no 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 this is business forget islam is that correct no you, can, you cannot forget islam right so now in my, in my business what is the principle i should apply my submission to you is the principle we should apply is exactly the same principle we applied in salah which is what do what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam did same principle then what happens that business and that activity also becomes a, a matter of ibadah and allah subhanahu wa taala will reward you for running your shop he will reward you for doing your job he will reward you for running the business for working for somebody because you are following the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is what this is how we understand the importance of the sunnah of the rasul alaihi wasallam otherwise if you think about it you say why is the sunnah important okay i agree this is how rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to look this was his appearance outside this is how he used to talk and this and that and so on and this is how he did business and these are the clothes he good alhamdulillah this is nice i am not criticizing it i am not saying it is wrong but why should i do the same thing right i i if if i rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam had a beard i shave my face so is it good is it wrong is it right why do you say it is wrong is by wish so why can i why can't i apply my wish after all this piece of real estate is mine no this face So why can't I apply my wish on my face? I want to have a haircut in which I want to have. I want the my head to look like the map of America, right? All the states and all that. A complete map. So if somebody says, "Where are you?" I bend my head here. Huh? But then you will have somebody like me, and I will come and say, "No, no, no, no I can't do that. Sorry, because Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said a haircut which is in steps." which is a you know a fade and then there is hair on top this is haram i you say man this is so i mean what is this I mean, it is my head yeah is it your head i'm not saying i'm not telling you do it's my head so in my on my head if i want to do something you know what's your problem right so what is the problem is there a problem there is a problem why because what we are doing is against the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu now this is the point i want to make for you and my and my and myself it which is 
that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Let us understand this very clearly. Allah did not say, this is something which is, uh, you know, for you, discretionary, do it if you like, don't do it if you don't like, no. إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created the human being and the jinn for any purpose other than my ibadah. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ I have not created the jinn and the ins. Except for my ibadah. So therefore, what does it mean? It means that if I, if I want to say my life, I am living it according to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to lead it. Then in my life, I must not do anything which is other than ibadah. Yes or no? If I say I have not created something for anything other than my ibadah. This is the only purpose. So in my life, if there is anything, I'm whatever it is, even if, even if it is something for one second, one minute, which is not ibadah, then my life is, that action is wrong and may Allah forgive us, but Allah can punish us for that action because you did not do what you were created to do. Now you tell me, how is it possible? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving a hukum. So somebody says, you know, with due respect, I'm not denying the Quran, but I want you to explain to me, how is it even possible? That somebody can have or his entire life, there is no action in his life which is not ibadah. How is it possible? Which means, na'udhu billah, we are not denying the Quran, but na'udhu billah, this hukum of Allah is not possible to follow. Somebody make this statement, what will you say? You will say, first and foremost, statement is wrong because Allah will never give an order which is impossible to follow. Because then it becomes a matter of, Injustice on the part of Allah, na'udhu billah. Because if Allah is giving you an order, which by definition you cannot obey, and then Allah punishes you for that, this is not justice, this is injustice, zulum. You tell me to do something, I cannot do it, and then you are punishing me for this, you know. So will Allah do this thing? Is this what we believe? No. So automatically, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, do this, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, aqimus salah, is it established salah? Is it possible to do it or not possible? Of course it is possible. So if I am not praying, then my brother Abu Bakr can tell me, he can tell me, my brother Yavar, this is wrong. You have to pray. At prayer time, you are not praying. Why? I said, no, no, it's not possible. What do you mean not possible? Of course it is possible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered, of course it is possible. So if Allah said, I have created you only for ibadah, first thing we understand is, it is possible to live our entire life as ibadah. Number one. Number two, seriously ask yourself, is it not, would you not like to do that? If at the end of the day, when I go before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and if it is judged and ask this for you and ask it for myself. If it is judged that my entire life was ibadah. Isn't it beautiful? That means Jannah is inshallah paka, ne? I mean, <laughs> definite. The whole life spent ibadah, you are in Jannah. So it is something which is possible. It is something which we would like to do. Now how to do it? That how is the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Same action. Same action. We eat. Because we are hungry. But if we eat it according to the way that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ate, 
and we are eating halal because he only ate halal not doubtful stuff then that food and the eating becomes worship now what is my proof for this i mean why am i say is this my did i dream it up or uh, is there a dalil is there evidence for this you know what's the best evidence for this rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to the sahaba do not commit adultery marry the woman you want to have a relationship with a woman marry the woman don't commit adultery he said allah subhanahu wa taala will reward you for that allah will reward you for having a physical relationship with your wife yeah so the sahaba said ya rasulullah this is very good but we have a physical relationship with our wife for our need this is our desire this is our need so i am fulfilling my need right my need for having that physical relationship i am fulfilling that need allah will reward me for this i will actually get hasanat for this thing rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said supposing you fulfilled that need outside the marriage as adultery in a haram relationship will allah not punish you they said yes allah will punish so he said then is it not fair that if you do it according to how allah wants you to do it that he should reward you yeah this religion of ours my brothers and sisters is so beautiful is so beautiful find me any other system in which you are guaranteed good deeds hasanat what is the what is the value of one hasana one hasana is the difference between jannah and jahannam that is the value one good deed is the difference between jannah and jahannam that is the value of one good deed it's not something to think ek nek nek se kya hota nahi bahut hota hai different between jannah and jahannam every single action our walking our talking our eating our going to the toilet our ha- having a a physical relationship with our spouse our business every single action of ours becomes an action of ibadah becomes an action which is rewardable by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu that is why i began with giving you the example of salah because it's very easy to understand in salah strictly we follow right strictly we follow and if somebody does something differently you remind him you you remind him you prompt him you say no, no this is wrong don't do this same principle applies to everything else Islam is not restricted to the musalla Islam is not restricted inside the masjid Islam is in our whole life from the cradle to the grave whole life right and this is what we must remember I was thinking the beautiful sister of Islam right now the queen died queen elizabeth the second and today is what third day or fourth day this whole thing is going to go on for one week and then there will be the funeral and a whole lot of tv anybody who has a television you can watch it the whole day and they are showing all this tamasha going on all band and this and that and what not what not what not eight days 10 days and i was thinking the sultan of oman sultan qabus rahimahullah taala he passed away a couple of years ago between one salah and the next salah finished khalas that's it maybe took 8 hours or something or 6 hours yeah this is the beauty of, 
This is the beauty of the religion. This is two, I'm, I'm giving you an example of two rulers. This is the beauty of this religion. Follow the sunnah of Rasulullah Life becomes very beautiful. And every action of ours is rewardable by Allah subhanahu Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to lead our entire lives according to the sunnah of Rasulullah so that our life in this world becomes beautiful and we are rewarded for that in the life to come.